This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. Technically, uh, Wednesday. Technically, yes, that is the day what it is. Wait a minute. No, it's not. It's Tuesday. Gotcha. Okay, okay but it's Wednesday when you're listening to this, dear yeah. carpooling listener. Um, but today we're dear recording Carpoolista. Tuesday, January 5th in the year of our Lord, mm-hmm. 2021. Hey, first things first, congrats. You made it. Um, Hunter, Happy let's, New Year! Let's make the the insane joke that every podcast and YouTube video is making right now. You ready to do it? Yeah, of course. Oh my I'm gosh, I can't! I can't believe we made it, Hunter. To 2021, <laughs> I can't believe we made it. It oh, feels man. so good. How good is this year going to be? Oh, so good! Everything's going to be great. Oh, it definitely Nothing can't can get wrong. any worse, can it? No, absolutely not. I mean, oh, how could it? Don't jinx it. <laughs> Knock on wood. Okay, now that we're one of everybody that, that has ever said anything into a microphone in the past two weeks. <sighs> Hi, oh, we it's me, UK COVID. I came to tell you that 2020 was nothing. <laughs> I've, have you been seeing these dumb posts, Hunter, that are like, when you realize that 2021 is pronounced 2021, as in W-O-N? <laughs> Like oh 2020, <laughs> it's just total cancer. Um, anyhow, I hate, I hate, I hate people like me. Why am I on the end, internet? Let's end the show. Yeah. Podcasts are for the birds. Podcasts are for the birds. Absolutely. Well, um, all right, bye. But instead of that, <laughs> what if we told you why you're here and why we're here? This is Carl Pooling. It's a weekly show about things that will get you fired. Listen at full volume on your desk. Let your boss hear me say the word retarded. Wait, I promised I wouldn't say the word retarded anymore. But honestly, I think that rule is special uh... needs. Uh, <laughs> that suckered you into one. Yeah. Um, that's right. We are... Um, we talk about politics, religion, philosophy, psychology, you name it, we'll dissect it. And today, important day in the union, the beautiful U.S. of A. Hunter, it is the day of the runoff elections in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a big deal. Don't even care about it. Um, nothing <laughs> to see here. Did you vote, Hunter? Did you yeah. vote? I voted. I voted. Wait, I, I'm pretty sure you mean you didn't because we're not from Georgia. <laughs> Uh, no, I voted. <laughs> oh! Oh, okay. Yeah, I did it. Because I'm from Checks Watch, Alabama. <laughs> I really hope that, like, we are a video podcast by the time we get swatted. Because it's yeah. coming. We know yeah, it's coming. No doubt. But they can't uh, find us because they don't know where we are. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Warnock and Ossoff are... Uh, warm in their electoral beds and mm-hmm. hopefully Purdue and Loeffler are out on the trail. Um, Hunter, I have seen approximately 75 trillion ads for Warnock huh. and Ossoff. That's not and that many. 
received a billion text messages reminding me to go vote and every every ad on youtube is uh, barack obama shilling for uh someone who let's be honest will never be as successful as him and it's kind of funny and then he says the line if we vote like our lives depend on it because they do and i'm just like barf times a million um anyhow that's been my experience the past you know two weeks what have you what has yours been like any insight hell you know like that in general um just an unmitigated hell yeah uh the thing that i've noticed is just the strange amount of um georgia's a really interesting state uh given just depending what zip code you drive through just depends on the signs that you're seeing at this point Mm -hmm. um it's really strange uh to have this many people this close together that believe uh which appears to be radically different things uh believe radically different things speak radically different languages uh, have radically different incomes have radically different priorities it's a crazy place it's really it's and i've i've said this uh maybe not to you i can't remember or not but georgia has become like this picture of what the entire national country is right yeah like and so that's been really interesting um you know on by by my street there were several people out there on sunday on a street corner like at all four corners with uh warnock and Ossoff signs just like shouting having a great time and you know and more more power to them but it was just you know uh, it was interesting to see that in a state that has been so conservative for so long a time. And I think there's some obvious reasons for that. Um, but anyway, it's, but the thing I think that's been the strangest thing to me has been all the religious language that I've seen used around, um, particularly Warnock. Um, yeah. And I know he's a pastor in that, but it's really, really rubbed me the wrong way because, um, because it's not, he's going to hell and <laughs> no, Okay, not, not that. Not not that. It's just I I find I just find that really disturbing. Um yeah. you know, I I feel I feel like there there should be a separation between church and state. Um I don't think it's right, you know, to paint all of the non-believing conservatives, you know, as you know, satanic or not on your side. And I don't think that's what I've seen, but when you kind of adopt religious language, you kind of paint your enemies as like the unmoral, you know. And it's, Hunter, I am just astounded that you would propose an idea like separation of church and state on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. What yeah. are you, a founding father? Yeah, of course I no, am. No, but <laughs> um, like most things, you are correct in that. Um, mm. Hunter, there's so much to get to. Yeah, there's been so much news. Let's hit roadkill with a, a, at full speed, okay? And move right in to uh, just a couple of topics. We just need to. Um, we're not going to have time to discuss them until they're irrelevant. So we're just going to tell you how you should think and then move on, uh, and then we'll get into today's topic. I'm so sad to let you know, Christopher, that I've looked at the Kelly Blue Book of the Honda Civic. No, Hunter, no. don't tell me. <laughs> Okay, I won't. That was the. Is end she of getting it. sold? No, but she might be. What do you uh, need, she... it, Hunter? I'll give you forty dollars. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no joke. It's like seriously, my car is worth like four thousand dollars, and is literally just sitting there. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? So, 
Anyway. My Magic the Gathering collection costs more than your car. <laughs> your Magic the Gathering collection costs more than any car I'll ever buy. So, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I don't have an, a headline to go with this because there just really is no reason to. Because uh, you've probably heard this story, and that's fantastic. But Kamala Harris was uh, caught reusing or plagiarizing a story from Martin Luther King. Um, and it's it's real good. So Kamala is in an interview, and she's basically oh, telling this little story when she was a little girl that her mom and her parents accidentally lost her in a crowd. And they left her... Dropped her out of a stroller at a, at a political rally, and, to be precise. And didn't notice, which is great. Well, Hunter, let me pause you right there. Sure. That part's believable. She seems like the type of person that's been dropped out of a couple strollers. Nice. Especially before her skull fully fused and there was still some mushy access points to the gray matter that rests between her ears. But at any rate, that part, <laughs> fact check possible, go on. Yes. And so her family came back to her and she's irate as a little girl would be in that scenario. Um, especially one that wanted to be senator later on. And she's crying, she's wailing, and her mom goes, what do you want, little child? Or whatever she said. And Kamala looks up, big tears in her eyes, and says, freedom. With a W. So stupid. I mean, like, that so is stupid. so... For First off, that story was cheesy when Martin Luther King told it. Like, seriously? Sure. It's a little cringe to begin with, that you're looking to your political priorities from children. And, and the left loves doing this. I mean, you can see all the ads they've been running with little tyrants running around with their Black Lives Matter t-shirts, angry faces, and you're like, what are you training these kids to be? Uh, so they, they adore this. But, like, it, the story was a little cringe to begin with. And by the way, this is lifted directly off of MLK. Even the mispronouncing of the word freedom comes from him. I think for his, there was no W nor an R, so it was just feedum. But it's it's yeah, feedum. obviously the same story. And uh, she just lifts it whole cloth. This isn't surprising. She's a classic liar. She's running with a categorical, categorical pathological liar in Joe Biden who made up things like Amy's diner that he ate at every morning that never existed, or Corn Pop, who <laughs> liked to bang his straight razor against the ground so it would get rusty, so he could, I don't know, talk down to a black man at a swimming pool because for some reason that's popular now. Regardless, yeah, it, she's been a liar for a long time. Hunter, you remember while she was locking up people for marijuana offenses in California, she also thought it was fun to get high and inhale... She was clear mm. to mention while listening to Snoop Dogg and Tupac records in college. And this is important because it was before either Snoop Dogg or Tupac had released their first album. These people are just <laughs> crazy. I mean, they're just crazy. And the wow. fact this is, you know, what? this is going to get into today's topic. I'm ranting early. Rant early and often, um, which is also how the Democrats vote. Anyhow, the point is that. They think that they will never be fact-checked on obviously verifiable things because the media just powders their asses constantly. I mean, they truly have a reason to believe that no one's ever going to look up Tupac Shakur's first album because 
she's been given impunity in all the other crazy nonsense that she's been doing, like bailing BLM and Antifa protesters out of prison in Kenosha and other places. So why would they fact check her about something seemingly innocuous as that? These people are pathological liars about the dumbest stuff. The dumbest stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Swalwell did <laughs> fart on TV. No matter what he says. Yeah. Um, I just like, I just, I listen, I agree whatever with you. I just could see a way to respond to that uh, 11 minute into the podcast rant with a simple yeah. <laughs> so that's all I was going for. It's, that was all the energy I wanted to bring to this podcast. So, <laughs> there you go. I'm going to deliberately slow down those 11 minutes so it turns into like 16 and you look like exactly an idiot. Exactly right. Um, and then I'll cut this part where I explain my plan. It's like Hunter can't count. Um, anyway, that's just stupid. Okay, rapid fire. I think we leave that alone. She's an idiot. She's a liar. We knew this. Um, the only true part about that story was her being dropped on her head. Anyhow, Hunter, there's been a lot of, of stuff in the news, and this is not really our topic, although it is related, just like the, what we just mentioned about uh, Kamala and fact checks is related. Yeah. Let's talk about some rapid fire, Carl pooling. here's what you should think about this topic, uh, lightning okay. round. Also, let's go ahead and give Kamala Harris uh, the... Long walk, short pier, Carl pooling honorary award in perpetuity. I don't know. We we might we might find some other ones, but that one's pretty good for this week. Today's Hunter, gonna be spicy as far as I'm concerned. Like the Oscars, there's more little trophies every every episode. That's right. Um, okay, first off, let's start Trump with his conversation with uh, Georgia attorney generals and and legal counsel um, that the media has been saying is very very bad, and he's trying to overturn the election. Uh, real quick, what to think? Did Trump say some stupid stuff on that phone call? Fact check, check, true. Did he make some allegations that are obviously false? Fact check, true. Check. Did he break any laws? No. Did he do anything impeachable? No. In fact, if you read the transcript, what he asks for at the end, verbatim, is data. I don't you I want my people to look at the data and you don't even have to tell me which of my people you let see the data you can do it totally anonymously I just want my people to review the data this is not somebody who is acting in a perversely anti-conservative way we yeah. love data that's uh, it's just nonsense should you be mad at Trump about it no, probably not. We know that he's stupid, like we've been saying for literally four years now, and other members of the media have been saying, you take him literally or seriously, not literally. This is another example, and the media is trying to make a big issue over it. It's a nothing burger. You should be no more angry with him than you already are for all the other stuff he's done in this same vein. Like This, should, right this, should, just, this should just check as, yep, expected it, and move on. Because um, like, like we've been saying is... We're, we're done with this guy. There's nothing more to see here. And this is par for the course. Um, mm -hmm. Is it bad? Is it gross? Do we not like it? All those things. Uh, is it illegal? Is it impeachable? More than likely not. So anyway. Yeah. And, and at the in the final analysis, it's basically fine. There's, sure. there's nothing wrong with asking for data ever. Even if the people go, no, I can't legally give you that data. As long as you don't force them to give you the data, then... You're just asking a question, and honestly, we should have more questions asked and answered of our politicians, even about our election process, uh, especially true given what's happened in 2020. So 
anyhow, what should you think about that? Same thing you did last week. Uh, Trump says dumb stuff, but generally everything's fine. Uh, another not the end of the republic moment. Let's talk about several senators, including Teddy Cruz, uh, saying that they are going to uh, they are going to resist certifying the electoral college vote. The media has been making hay over this. It's the ne- the latest end of the republic of which we've had many lately, uh, and yet, Hunter. Last I checked, here we are. So, some some GOP senators say they're going to contest the election results. What happens when senators do that is they have a two-hour discussion, both the House and the Senate. The House will never go along with it as they still maintain a majority there. The Senate will not go along with it either. I doubt that there's many uh, Republicans other than the ones that have already spoken out that are going to do anything about it. And then it will be a big nothing burger. This also happened in 2016. The Democrats contested the election to bring up voter suppression issues. The GOP senators who are doing it now say that they're doing it for the same reason, uh, talking about uh, voting incongruencies and, you know, especially in Pennsylvania, them uh, going against their own state constitution in in pursuit of the vote. Is this a good strategy? Up for debate. Uh, It certainly could set a terrible precedent. Mm -hmm. It's not the first time it's happened, though. It is the most the probably the the most it has the most support of any time that's ever happened so you yep. can say it's unprecedented in that way is it a good strategy nah i don't know do they say that they're highlighting something good yes we should look into our election processes especially when there were so many uh voter irregularities like we saw in 2020 and will it change anything will will trump retain the presidency in a coming month no yeah it's it's one of those things where you know, th- th- this to me is just good is good horse race politics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get the crazies to vote for you, then you probably should act crazy every once in a while where it doesn't actually mean anything. And that's what this looks like to me. Um, yeah. Is that a little cynical? Yeah, but it's politics. They're a little cynical. So what do you want? <laughs> you know, and, so. and you know what? 2021, it's time. It's time for conservatives to be a little cynical. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to, we're not going to, well, I'll put it this way. In the 20th century, everybody had nuclear weapons pointed at each other. Is it good that nuclear weapons exist? You could debate yes. that till the end of time. But here's the thing. <laughs> if you, <laughs> but not with Hunter, because he's sold out to the answer being yes. Not with me. Is it good that human beings have the ability to destroy the planet? Eh, it's a philosophical question. Let's move on. The better question is, if your enemies have nuclear weapons, is it better that you do as well? And the answer there is obviously yes. People are evil. They do evil stuff. And mutually assured destruction saved a bunch of lives back during the Cold War. Same thing here. We need to pursue a policy of mutually assured destruction. I'm not. We don't need to elaborate on that too much further. Uh, like I said, this is rapid fire lightning round. Carl Pulling just telling you how you should think. And that's how you should think. So Is that the new segment name? That's how you should think? <laughs> just a quick one. <laughs> we just yeah. we're not going to give you any any argument. We're just gonna yeah. uh, vote this propaganda. way. The world will be better. Yeah, propaganda. Yeah. Oh, Carl Carl pulling propaganda. Carl propaganda. That's sexy in a lot of okay. ways. Okay. Um, TM Carl propaganda. TM TM TM. Uh, all right. What else do we have on the docket, Hunter? Quick notes. Is there more Carl propaganda? I thought maybe one or two more things, but I didn't write them down. Oh. Uh, eh, oh, whatever. 
Um, I'm looking here, and yes, goats are the most attractive animal. And uh, pens. Hunter, hunter, hunter. You're not. That's ISIS propaganda. <laughs> oh crud! <laughs> oh no! And uh, I don't have anything else. So <laughs> that was it. Oh man, they love a good goat over there. Don't get me started. Yeah. Um, Hunter's about to tell you how <laughs> how goat statues in the mid 16th century are chiseled in a particular way so that their coats. Pre- uh, appear even more shiny and full than normal. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go there, Hunter. <laughs> you keep bringing Don't. it up. No more statue tell, talk. You never let me tell anybody about statues on the show. That's just a secret they don't know anything about. <laughs> statues aren't real. No. And birds aren't real. Exactly right. Um, and goats are definitely real. Okay. Let's... I think I think that was it, Hunter. Let's jump into today's topic. Uh, and you could probably guess what it's about based on some of the things we said earlier, but Hunter, why don't you introduce the folks to it? Yeah, so we're not, we might be the only content on the internet today that is not going to uh, pontificate about the Georgia Senate runoff. Um, that's a thing that's happening today, and uh, we're just going to cruise right past it. Uh, we're not going to Ted Cruz right past it because that's ridiculous. And who would make that pun? Yeah, that's cool. Ted Cruz. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. If he's ever on the show, we've got to get like a, a roadster, take the top down, and we'll call the episode Ted Cruz. Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. That would be so sharp. Let's have our people okay. call. Oh, cried. Um, <laughs> let's have mom call Ted Cruz's people, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Don't let mom talk to Ted Cruz. Um Okay, so the, the real deal, um, if you've noticed, uh, and we may have mentioned one of these in the past, but there's several things that were, how do you say, taboo uh, to talk about before Ooh. the election that have now become naughty, naughty. strangely different with a Biden administration at the forefront. Uh, you know, there's some COVID things, there's some uh, family things. There's a few uh, even gender things that have suddenly the perceptions around have started to shift now that the evil orange man doesn't rule America. And today's Hunter. Yes. This is strange to me. Are you suggesting that there might be a media agenda? No, 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 no. Are you suggesting that somebody like Mark Zucker from CNN, whose calls have been being recorded for the past several months from James O'Keefe, the only real journalist in America, is setting agenda instead of following the facts? No. Did I convince you? How strange, Hunter. Yeah. How strange. Uh, so, yeah. Today is going to be a walkthrough through uh, just several of those stories that we've seen. It will be a little bit like our uh, propaganda segment, um, but with a little bit more, uh, this is what we were told, uh, and this is what we're being told now. And just the difference yeah. will just just let you know what's going on more or less let's put it that way a little bit more meat on them bones yeah not so skinny as our typical propaganda section but yeah this the, hunter 
there's been such a dramatic shift in what you are allowed to talk about, in what ways you are allowed to talk about things, the media's own position moving wildly, truly days after the election. Yeah. And it's not surprising, but it is worth pointing out because the number one thing that conservatives need to do in 2021 to further our agenda, not for the purpose of agenda furthering, but for the purpose of reinstilling moral purpose in America is we have to reject the institutions that hate our guts that we've been playing nice with for so long. And that's why it is going to be incumbent upon us to point out media malfeasance and dishonesty at every available turn. There is nothing more important right now than smothering these voices that will lie and cheat and steal out of the conversation. Not by necessarily going after their funding, not by going after their advertisers, not by being a media matters conglomerate, although we will if we need to. We're going after their family. Right. We're going to actually go after their their children. Um, No, that's a joke. (laughs) It's funny, Hunter. As soon as we mention media matters, you provide a a plentiful soundbite for them. Um, What a bountiful harvest for the the cherry pickers over at Media Matters. Uh, Regardless, we will play tough. However, the first step to that is not giving them our eyeballs. And that that's, I mean, I'll just be very frank about it. That's my goal. There's no reason you should be watching CNN. Also, there's no reason you should be watching Fox News. There's no reason that you shouldn't cut your cable today. And this is another example of things that they lied to us about, a lot more examples. And it was so obvious, such a stark contrast was struck around November 6th that we have to talk about it. So here we are. Yep. So, Hunter, I've got some topics. I know you've got some topics. Why don't you pick an easy one and get us started? Kick us off. Um, yeah. Should we start with, uh, oh, who's the idiot that runs Portland? Ted Wheeler. Ted Wheeler. <laughs> Should we start with that one? Because I think that was the, I think that one was the one that I kind of kicked this topic off to you with. Yeah. Is that good? Heck yes, okay. I love it. So, if you remember, dear brother, uh, Portland is a hellscape, and <laughs> the reason for that is because not because of the vegan chips or the uh, homemade gardens. Uh, but because there have been several attempts in the city of Portland to just wreck it by BLM and Tifa and even the Chaz Chop uh, collective, whatever they were. Um, Chaz Chop was Seattle, little... if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I repeat myself. Portland is just Seattle by another name. Sure, you could be correct there. Uh, but yes, and I think you are. But yes, yeah, so it's just been fighting and yes the proud boys have been there absolutely but like twice um, right and they haven't been shutting down streets and things like that (laughs) so um you know different different sized demons there Uh, yeah not not supporting the proud boys behavior necessarily but also anyone who draws a moral equivalency between blm and antifa and the proud boys is uh insipid moron that's what i'll say sure 
Um, Antifa and BLM attacked the uh, Ted Wheeler's house <laughs> so much so that he had to move. Um, and he he has been what you could say is complacent, level-headed, maybe is a what he, the word he would like to use in dealing with them by doing um, nothing about all the violence and stuff in his city. Um, Failing to prosecute, going out and powdering their backsides, talking talking softly to them, saying that they need to be heard and understood. Uh, and in, even before the election, when he realized how unfavorably that was polling, instead of doing something about it, he blamed Trump, that Trump made these riots somehow in my state with right. my attorney general and my district attorney. So anyway, awesome, Ted you, Wheeler. You, all, you also remember that Trump uh, sent... Uh, law enforcement agents to Portland and several other cities and had them actually go around and do uh, what was it? What would you call it? Um, ah, basic police work <laughs> uh, on behalf of Portland's citizens and uh, was ridiculed up and down for that. Rid- right? Ridiculed. Okay. Uh, he was accused of instituting the Stutch to fell. I mean, they literally were That's blaming true. them of being Nazis and taking people to work camps. And, Last yeah, I checked, Dachau is still across the pond, you morons. Everybody who was arrested by federal agents, we know where they are right now. None of them are missing. Don't the the. I mean, right. truly, he was called uh, a Nazi because of sending federal agents in to arrest people who were blowing up police cars. Well, to be to be to be fair, Christopher, it was Thursday when all that happened. Um, which is if I if I have my anti-Trump calendar right here, you'll know that Thursday every week is you know call Trump a Nazi Thursday. Gotcha. It doesn't ring, but it gets the point across. Um, so it. But uh, and the last thing there that I think is important to capture is, uh, if you'll remember, uh, this in- insignificant individual I believe his name is uh Sleepy Joe, <laughs> um, on a presidential debate site said one time that Antifa was just an idea. Yeah. Wow. So uh, apparently Ted Wheeler uh, was dealing with just an idea in Antifa that was burning his house yeah. down. Um, that's exciting. Don't you hate it when so, you have a bad idea and then you have to leave your home? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you set your house on fire? Yeah. I know a kid who did that. Um, <laughs> so anyway. so uh, But let me think for a second here. So the last piece of this is Ted Wheeler has been reelected. Uh, as mayor of Portland, as I understand it, and is now basically having a very tough-on-crime attitude. <laughs> we cannot stand by and let lawlessness happen in this city anymore. My blah, 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 blah. And so, I thought he was reelected as the mayor of Stockholm. Uh, what kind of idiot do you have to be to, to vote for that jackass again? Anyhow. It's insane. Um, and so, as you can see, before the election... Antifa was a bad idea, it or was it was an idea, excuse me. It wasn't, you know, it was a right-wing talking point. It wasn't real. And now now that we've got our elections underway, now that our mayors are in charge of our of the uh left-wing cities, and now that Biden uh no longer is going to get beat with that club, Ted Wheeler's ready to, you know, go after the president because you know, that or I'm sorry, to go after Antifa and these uh lawless people in his city because you know now he no longer has to worry about the political consequences of it so just one of those Mm -hmm. examples where the what you were told 
and what was happening were completely different things and everybody knew it and now you're expected to believe that you, you know that you were the idiot the whole time and even now you're the Hunter, idiot do, do you have that piece handy where he talked about that or I, or where they reported on what he I said do but it's like just a audio clip oh okay what does he say in it effectively uh that uh that uh that i don't know but essentially that that antifa has to be stopped he's been tried he's tried to be nice he's been trying to be um kind and all he's gotten for that is ridicule and hate from these people and that he has to stop lawlessness in his city essentially Law and order is what gotcha. it sounds like a little bit, but he does he does a good job of staying away from that phrase, if I remember. That's that's right. He doesn't say law and right. order, but he sounds like a law. I, I I listened to it when you sent it to me. He sounds just like a law and order conservative for a second, um, which he's not. But when his city's being you know charged millions of dollars because it's infested with man children, that is the tack you take. All right, and, and so. so there's the basic the basic dichotomy before the election the media and the pol- politicians over there this isn't real this isn't happening this is trump's fault uh it's bad to talk about this and then we switch to it's time to buckle down and take you know take to the streets with the police and reinstitute some law and order from the people that uh get shot on the way to the grocery yes. store so hypocrisy let me take one so this is a real obvious one i think uh, we probably don't need to go too deep into it. You'll remember before the election, uh, Hunter Biden, uh, assumedly in a crack cocaine-filled haze, dropped his laptop off at a laptop repair place and then <laughs> abandoned it. Th- there was some, there's some type of policy at the store. Maybe it's influenced by state law. But effectively, after it had been abandoned for su- a sufficient amount of time, it became property of the technician that owned the store. And he pokes around in the laptop, makes some copies, and it's full of all kinds of fun stuff, like Biden with underdressed 16-year-olds, and uh, Hunter Biden, that is. And some text messages that go back and forth between him and talk about his business dealings in China. Uh, this story was published by some post. Yeah, the New York Post. Thank you. Published by the New York Post, and they shared it on Twitter and Facebook, etc. Twitter and Facebook preemptively banned the story, and Twitter would actually ban any user who attempted to post a link to the story, which is insane. I don't think they. I I did try to post a link to the story. I think it was they wouldn't allow you to, or is that what it became? So, that's what okay. it became. In the initial in the initial period before they had that block in place, they were banning accounts that shared Got the story, it. okay, including the New York Post's yep. account for sharing their own story. Um, I have not heard of better hard evidence in a presidential allegation since that. I mean, uh, what what in the Steele dossier rises to that level of evidentiary uh, congruency? Mm. Nothing that I know of. What about the Russia collusion business? Nothing. Uh, and yet we have a laptop that we know belonged to Hunter Biden that has all this evidence on it. And, oh, no, 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 we can't post that. And they claimed that it was because of their fraudulently obtained information standard. Well, guess what? The entire Steele dossier was fraudulently a- obtained. There was no truth in it. It was delivered by a known double agent that had been working as a subsource with the... Uh, 
with the FBI for several years. It's just totally hocus pocus. And they let BuzzFeed post the crap out of that. Well, so there's a huge double standard there. And the same thing with Trump's tax records there as well, right? Where it's just like, you know, the New York Times post the, released that story a few weeks before that with all of Trump's tax records. Right. And it's like, why in the world was that okay? But the story from the New York Post wasn't. So let me just read um, you a couple of headlines. You're totally right. Go ahead. Allegations on Biden prompts pushback from social media companies. This is from the New York Times subheading. Joe Biden's campaign rejected assertions made in a published report that were based on unverified material from Trump allies. Facebook and Twitter found the story dubious enough to limit access to it on their platform. So not only did the social media giants block access to it, but then the old school traditional media came out and defended their decision by saying it was unverified when it's the most verified story that we had last year. Okay, so they they get cover run for them by uh, the. I'm going to keep this down to a PG-13 episode by the losers in the mainstream media. All right, that was posted by the New York Times on October 14th, 2020. You might realize the clever among you before November 6th. Okay, moving on to CNN politics. Uh, this was posted on December 9th. And again, get out your comical magnifying glass and your plaid hats for this one, our fellow Sherlocks. But that was after the election. Federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden focuses on his business dealings in China. And so what we learned, and I'm not going to read through this piece, but what we learned is that actually Hunter Biden's Chinese business dealings, which were part of the laptop revelations, uh, that were blocked before the election are now being reported on by mainstream media companies saying, oh, no, we're just following the facts. Not only that, we realize that those allegations and this investigation specifically has been in place for several years. So we can't report on it, even though we have hard evidence before the election, and it was certainly pertinent information. And after the election, go nuts. Who cares? The game's over. Share whatever you want. We're objective. We're following the truth. Uh, yeah. Total... Horse crap. I don't know that there needs to be much more said on that, Hunter. Any thoughts on the Hunter Biden thing? The only thing I have there is you saw several stories come out after that CNN's article and others like it. Uh, people doing polls asking everyone like, hey, if you had known more about the Hunter Biden before the election, how would you have voted? And people are like, oh, I would have voted for Trump. You know, like that. Right. Uh, is that true? Is it not? It's, you know, it's kind of one of those things like where you ask people like, uh, would you like to reduce government spending? Yes. Well, would you like to reduce uh, spending in education? Well, I like education. Right. What about healthcare? Well, I like healthcare. You know, on and on and on. People, you know, until you until it's a until you actually like mention the policy, is it real? Right. Um, and so of anyway. course, it could it could go either way. And also, yeah, plenty of Trump voters could have taken that poll. I will say though, sure. that this is just one example of many where the media viciously attacked. Trump while carrying water for his enemies. And to me, there's really no doubt in my mind, based on how close the election truly turned out to be, despite all the push pulling, etc., that if the media yeah. had been objective, he would have won pretty much walking away. So anyhow, that's the Hunter Biden thing. Hunter, I think you had some other tweets that you wanted to go into. Yeah, Brett, I don't Brett Weinstein, who is uh Weinstein Weinstein, who is one of our uh we, 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 me and Christopher will both quote him a lot on the podcast. You'll notice that from us. Um, go listen to the Dark Horse podcast. Mm-hmm. It kicks uh, horse butt. <laughs> Dark horse butt. 
Dark horse butt. I don't think you can say that. Um, he, he was go- <laughs> he was he was uh, he was doing a really good job today on Twitter. Uh, but to be fair, he got a lot of uh, a lot of easy stuff thrown at him. Um, if you remember, Chris, uh, the COVID nineteen, as we call it, excuse me, what started in a little province called Wuhan. And if you'll remember, it was quite incorrect to call this the Chinese flu, uh, the Kung flu, or any variant thereof because it's extremely racist. Um, the flu Manchu. The flu Manchu. Very racist. Very racist. You also so remember. You also remember as a part of that um, discussion was to say that this was a lab-grown um, virus or mm-hmm. a really what we would think here is a virus that was a natural occurring virus brought into a lab, you know, kind of directed in a, in a certain uh, growth with certain tendencies and then got accidentally released. That was a crazy man story. That would never right. have happened. And, right? and uh, truly, uh, truly you were beaten down for having this opinion, even though the Wuhan center of vi- virology, which was, just like a mile down the road from the wet market where the disease was originated. And even though in that lab, I'm sorry, they were uh, in that lab, they were working on coronal viruses. And even though in that lab, they were testing coronaviruses on vectors, which are assumed to be the primary means for the initial infection from the coronavirus, even though they were working on that in that lab, it was very, very verboten to, imply that this right. might have been anything other than a natural occurrence because to do so would be to to say something rude about the Chinese Communist Party which <gasps> NBA stars love like LeBron yeah. James you and Blizzard if you yeah. like world if you like World of Warcraft then you're a communist that I said it first God bless um, America God bless America but no I want to I want to be you know, one of the things, too, and about the virus that I think is just so interesting, Christopher, have you noticed how it doesn't spread outdoors? Well, if a virus was grown oh in God. a lab, what kind of environment do you think it would spread best in? Well, what kind of environment would it necessarily need to spread in? Right. Uh, it, the only place it would know would be in, like, ambient temperature. It wouldn't have defenses against UV light. You, you get my point there? And it's like, yeah. well, no. And so, like, it's just another one of these, like, calling cards, you can say, of that this virus was probably not a, is a natural virus, right? But it probably was not what we, this iteration that we have of it today was probably not something that developed in nature. So, I bring you from New York Magazine. For years, scientists have been hotwiring viruses to be stronger deadlier and more transmissible the bet was that their work would help prevent a global pandemic but what if it caused one the lab leak hypothesis is the title of that news article hunter let me let, let's analyze that in just a second because this feathers in perfectly to a set of articles that i want to talk about i think that they are all related in why things were restricted and now why we can talk about them so let's talk Synergy. about coronavirus deaths Um, I'm going to read you a headline from the Washington Post. This was published on October 23rd. Hmm. October 23rd. Get out your calendars and check whether that's before or after November 6th. How many coronavirus deaths are Trump 
are, are truly attributable to Trump. This article was written in a response to Joe Biden saying from the debate stage that Donald Trump was directly responsible for 220,000 deaths, uh, coronavirus deaths. Just so you know, that's 100% of the coronavirus deaths uh, that had taken place at that time. And what the conclusion of this article is, is effectively that Trump is responsible for few, this is the subheadline, by the way, fewer than Joe Biden alleges, dash, so far. So what they're saying is that Trump is <laughs> responsible for less than the 100% number, but eventually it will be over 220,000 deaths, is what this article is alleging. And they go into a bunch of... Um, frankly retarded analysis of the numbers and infection rates and curves and all of that kind of stuff basically to say that at least a hundred thousand deaths so far are preventable uh, mm. or tens of thousands at least are preventable and that many more preventable deaths will occur and they lay them at trump's feet so that happened before the election after the election i'd like to bring you an article from cnn this was published on november 30th the Wuhan files. Leaked documents reveal China's mishandling of the early stages of COVID-19. Uh, from every conservative in America, wow, you must be kidding wow. me. No, duh, no. you idiots. We all knew this. We were all saying this. And this goes to your article too, Hunter. Yep. But how can you blame Trump for hundreds of thousands of deaths if the Chinese Communist Party, who, by the way, Joe Biden finds trouble breathing between making out with, how can you how can you blame those deaths on Trump if they're chi the Chinese Communist Party's fault because they lied about the virus? And this is the same reason that we couldn't say that it might have come from the Wuhan Center of Virology. That's crazy talk, even though it was just down the street. Right. Because how can you blame it on Trump if we know that it wasn't his fault? This is the reason we couldn't talk about it. So an election occurs, and what happens to our journalistic community? Oh, we're just hunting the truth. Look we're at just... these leaked documents. We're just looking at the facts. We're just following the facts because you know why? Because democracy dies in darkness. Oh, Darth Vader, what are you doing here? I, I'm trying to laugh so I don't shout, Hunter, because these negligent, insipid sycophants simply parade around as objective while they lie about every single thing they can lie about. Everybody, everybody on planet Earth knew that the Chinese were lying about the coronavirus. Hell, the WHO even said that they were not being forthright about the data that they shared. And this is months ago. And then as we get closer to the election, it becomes more and more forbidden that you can talk about this might be poor put upon China's fault. Right. And yet, here we are, right after the election. Oh, guess what? Guess what? Breaking news, everybody. We found some leaked documents. If your reporters are so stupid that they needed leaked documents to find out that the Chinese Communist Party was lying about the spread of this virus, then you're not reporters right your children right uh, like go eat more glue good lord and learn to code while you're at it yeah if, if, if you, you needed take... leaked documents to find that out yeah if you just take like the ticker and run with it not a journalist right so yeah yeah mark zucker is a complete wreck of a human nice being. lovely man who's listening to this podcast right now <laughs> Uh, thank you, Mark Zucker, for your donation. Uh, really appreciate the gold pony. Um, 
today that you gave where me. This goes. No, it's that's it. I just <laughs> want, I just want I just want to have a pony, and I need it to be gold. And Mark Zucker is one of the few people alive who could make that dream a reality. So apparently, you, he's on his way out, and uh, I would say. Good riddance. You have dreams, Christopher, in your life of running a successful podcast, and I have the dream of a gold horse that is smaller than other horses. You know, in ancient Mesopotamia, they actually carved statues of golden horses. Okay. Um, I'm going to go, while we're on the coronavirus subject, Yeah. let me get a couple more out here go, about go, the go, vaccine. Go, 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 go. This is from Bloomberg. Prognosis. COVID-19 vaccine won't be available until January. Fauci says. Um, so, and, and this is just one of the many articles I could have picked. There was some that said that the virus won't, or the vaccine won't be ready until May of 2021. One article I read said that it won't be ready until the very end of 2021. Um, you know, Trump said on the debate stage that we were going to have a virus in a couple of weeks. Uh, turns out that was fact check true. And uh, yet, fact check, you meant to say vaccine, not virus. I, I, the, Hunter, they both start with a V. Cut me some slack. No problem. I what got am you. I, a professional? <laughs> um, anyhow. Yeah, so he said the vaccine will be ready in a couple of weeks. Fact check, true. It was ready in a couple of weeks. And the entire time before that, the, the media was saying this is impossible. He'll never have a vaccine ready in time. The Project Warp Speed has been a complete failure. And by the way, if you're Kamala Harris or Joe Biden or Andrew Cuomo, even if it is ready in the next couple of weeks, we won't take it because we don't trust a virus that was developed Kamala by Harris, independent. Right? Yeah, Kamala Harris. We don't trust a virus that, or a vaccine. Lord, we don't trust a vaccine that's been developed by independent healthcare companies under the Trump administration. Like that's just really stupid. By the way, to to say that Trump's going around science. and. And splicing in samples to their their mRNA, it's just that's so stupid. You have to be really freaking stupid. But no, they all came out and said, even if he does have a vaccine, we won't take it. That's a dangerous vaccine. No, no. Then the election happens, and what happens next? Well, a lot of different things. This is just one headline. This is from NBC News. It was published on da da da, da November tenth. November tenth, four days after the election. November tenth. COVID vaccine distribution is undermined by Trump playing politics with transfer of power. So now it's not, let's shift the entire narrative. It's not that he won't have the vaccine ready. It's like oh he's doing God. a really bad job of getting this vaccine ready for everyone. Like, and on top of that, what also happened right after the election? Andrew Cuomo's like, no, I'm going to go take the vaccine on live TV. And Kamala Harris is going to go take the vaccine on live TV. And Joe Biden is going to go take the vaccine on live TV. And by the way, if you say that the vaccine is dangerous now, you're dangerous. You're costing people's lives. You're anti-science now because the narrative has changed. And why are we doing all this? So Joe Biden can get rid of the vaccine in the first year of his, or the virus in the first year of his administration. And we can move on with our lives. Look how he saved us. Right. And it's a, they, they've already been carrying water saying that this if the vaccine is successful will be because of joe biden that is such a ridiculous thing to claim you are looking me at the in the eyes and saying that the sky is green and this is four days after the election four days covid vaccine distribution is undermined well you just said it wasn't going to be ready until december 2021 you fools and now you're mad that it's not getting out as efficiently as it might based on no evidence apparently i mean just crazy talk crazy vaccine the the coronavirus is real 
it's not costing a lot of lives when you look at the excess death numbers. Uh, there's an overreport on people who die from the coronavirus. This is obviously true. Most of them have complicating factors and they die while being infected of coronavirus by something else. That's not to undermine the seriousness with which you should take it. It doesn't mean you should go be stupid and hang out with people who are knowingly infected. Young people, however, I actually do recommend that because you can help us approach herd immunity by catching the disease and you're going to be just fine in a vast majority of cases. Also, I'm not a doctor, so take that with a grain of salt. What? Anyhow, <laughs> I know. I've been getting actually, my medical advice from you for years and you lie. I am a doctor and remove all the salt from your house. Okay, one um, second. <laughs> but at any rate, that it, it's a complete shift in the narrative. And, and now if you don't take it, if you don't end the pandemic, then then you're destroying the, the Republic yet again. Uh, a complete 180. I mean, I, I, I don't know how to express well how infuriating and how frustrating the, the hairpin turn that the media made on the coronavirus uh, has been. And like I was saying, I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying it's not serious. I am saying that when we say the word coronavirus now or COVID-19 now, we are not talking about an actual virus with any scientific data or any statistical analysis. We're talking about a political tool that has been utilized by the media elites and the Democratic Party to further their own agenda. And that's, didn't, it didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be that way. They chose to make it that way. They chose to make it a tool to be wielded instead of a fact of nature and that is insanely disgusting and so now it's charged with all this political rhetoric are you wearing a mask are you not wearing a mask do you want to kill grandma do you not want to kill grandma but the underlying core is that this is just a virus it's something that we'd have to deal with but now coronavirus means so much more than just a virus because it's been picked up and weaponized by jackasses and ivory towers who want to tell you how to live your life and want to control the way you think and control the way you vote. And they do it by gaslighting you and lying like I've just shown in these four yeah. headlines. And Hunter showed in that yeah. headline. I had one too, okay? I, I can I can do the politics, Chris. Hey, you're, you're doing great, buddy. Tell him about the gold horse again. <laughs> it is going to have five <laughs> legs, not four. <laughs> The extra one is so cranking. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like an old, like an old car, you know. Hunter, how many vaccines have you taken today? Fourteen. I never got the polio <laughs> one, so I got a couple extra. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's true. But your wheelchair is incredibly fast. Super cool. Also, uh, it was de- it was designed by Kanye. Which is, it's kind of like the gold pony of wheelchairs. Full circle. Anyway. <laughs> Please release me from this yeah. hell. Uh, you want me to tell you another thing that you're not allowed to talk about, but you were, I mean, the other way, you were allowed to talk? Hot dang. Yes, Okie dokie. Um, okay. So, if you remember, Chris, um, gender is difficult. Um, I'll just leave it there. Things have been, in a small part, hard uh, to figure out. Um, 
Gender is difficult for people with brain worms is my Sure. Opinion. So I'm going to read you the headline from NBC News. Um, if you'll remember, uh, in the past couple of years, we've had several stories tell us about, you know, um, about boys, or I'm sorry, trans women showing up in sports and mm-hmm. competing against um, their cisgendered peers and basically wiping the floor in those sports, even in um, combat sports, right? And there's been a lot of people saying... Right. Foul, yep, foul there's been fouls. a lot of people saying, hey, this is a real problem. Like, this is not okay. One, it's not competitive, and two, it's dangerous. Um, and so we've seen a lot of that happen and a lot of boo-hooing and a lot of, you know, well, you can't really talk about that and that's wrong. Uh, but NBC News has this... Uh, Lovely headline. A new study suggests transgender women maintain an athletic advantage over their cisgendered peers even after a year on hormone therapy. Um, And this is something that you can know pretty, you know, standardly, I would think. Um, Testosterone has a huge effect on people's bodies uh, when it happens during puberty. And so even like, uh, even just experiencing a small amount of that, I mean, like, uh, trans women will just always be stronger than cisgendered women. Um, Brett Weinstein wrote a lovely little piece on top of this, Chris, and I think it's just the perfect icing on the cake here. And in other news, eliminating police increases violence. Unequal outcomes do not prove discrimination. It isn't racist to ask for evidence of racism. The U.S. was founded in 1776. There are only two sexes. Merit is good. Reality exists. The scientific method is not biased, which I think is just literally him kind of doing what our show is today. That's yeah, that's that's Brett Brett. Weinstein. Man, yeah, good for him. Um, But as you can see from from that, it's just the fact that this is one of those things that's just so obvious to the people that pay attention to the data and aren't blinded, but is just impossible. Uh, it, it felt like before Trump got out of office for the for everybody else to kind of agree to and sign off on. Um, but it it's kind of insane, but I'm really, really happy uh, that NBC News has finally decided to get their act together and talk about this, um, mainly just because of the danger it's going to provide to cisgendered women. Um, and I hate to say that like a crazy person, but I am just saying it just to be precise about who I'm talking about here. Um, so, and I don't know about this. Did you, do you actually know what cis stands for Chris? I just learned this recently. No, I yeah, didn't know so it was an it's acronym. comfortable in skin. Okay. That's gay. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> cis okay. is gay. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's just so it's not stupid. Great. Uh, it sounds like the, what something a whiny victim would make up in between social class, social uh, justice classes at your local sure. liberal arts yeah. school. I mean, th- yeah, but but you're a hundred percent right, Hunter. There's this war on science and war on genetics. In fact, it continues on. Uh, there's a California Department of Insurance letter that came out uh, about Code Section one hundred one two three point eight eight trying to reclassify breast surgery like a double yeah. mastectomy 
from reconstructive to or, or from if I, I can't remember the terminology right now the basic point is that it makes it go from a medically necessary surgery to from a elective surgery for insurance purposes which basically means that it's covered and they, they say in an individual diagnosed with gender dysphoria who is born with female characteristics and identifies as a male the presence of a female chest is an abnormal body structure caused by gender dysphoria which is medically recognized condition with the meaning of insurance it's just like and they're calling it a, a congenital defect now it's just yeah. crazy talk uh so you're you're absolutely right and especially when this comes to the the realm of sports you know it's it's forbidden to talk about any kind of reality or science there and uh, you know there was there was several stories last year of people just getting harangued for even suggesting that women shouldn't play with the boys and now yet again you have these interesting articles poking up that are somehow finding the light of day now that there isn't such a political incentive to beat everyone into a pulp yes yeah it's it's sad but nonetheless that's where we're at it is where we're at okay i've got one more and then we can uh fade on into this good night the last one i want to talk about and it's relevant for what's happening right now is about election fraud uh it's one of these stories that did a total hairpin turn so let's talk about it i'm going to read you two headlines this is from august 31st 2020 USPS removes thousands of mailboxes <laughs> each year. In 2020, mail-in ballots make it political, oh, right? And the reason I bring this up is this. Before the election occurred, Democrats, were, everything was voter suppression. Everything was Trump cheating. Everything was this is going to be a fraudulent fraudulent election. And it's entirely and Trump was a fraudulent president repugnant. because of Russia, too. Oh, right. But Stacey Abrams won. <laughs> um Anyhow, it, it was wall-to-wall coverage on how Trump was going right. to steal this election. Even though the media was doing yeoman's work, they were providing millions of dollars of free coverage to Biden-Harris. They were suppressing stories that made them look bad, etc. ad nauseum. And this is story is just one of literally hundreds that I could have picked, talking about this conspiratorial Alex Jonesian, gay frogian, removal of mailboxes which has been a standard occurrence in the united states since uh (laughs) email so regardless this story comes about and then we have a little election and now i'll read you a different headline so this comes from the washington post november 5th president trump's false claims about election fraud are dangerous are you kidding me seriously 30 minutes ago, election fraud was the only thing we were allowed to talk about. Now that you know that you won, this has been the most honest, pure, chaste election that's ever occurred in America. And to say otherwise is violent. It's dangerous. People are going to die. It's the end of the republic. And again, this is just one article of, of plenty I could have chosen for this specific topic. It's ridiculous. And also... There's no investigation. Now, were a bunch of President Trump's claims false? True. Were all of them false? No. And there's another problem here. Why is this relevant right now? Well, it's relevant to talk about election fraud. Maybe there wasn't enough fraud to overturn an election. There certainly was election fraud. There is in every election. But we had states break their own voting procedures and protocols in unprecedented ways unprecedented ways and it's important to talk about that it's part of the reason that i'm not so 
upset that there's senators who are going to be challenging the vote for two hours in Congress because they are they are regardless highlighting some real structural issues that happened in Pennsylvania. They're highlighting a totally valid court case that's working its way through the courts in Georgia right now. Not saying that the claim is valid, saying that the case itself is based in in data that can be falsified and so that makes it a legitimate court case. Regardless, it's important that we discuss these issues. And yet now, even mentioning a whisper of a hint of an emanation of a penumbra of election fraud is all of a sudden very, very dangerous, very, very bad. Yeah. And I can't believe you'd bring it up. Yeah. And you should just listen to me in my yeah, ivory this, tower this, as this, the media. This one in particular has been so frustrating because of all the boohooing about Trump not coming out of the White House, about how uh, he was going to try and hack and get rid of these votes and all this stuff and then all this presetting that this was going to be an extremely um how do you want to put it an extremely you know fraudulent election by the left side of the idol uh, aisle if trump won and that he was going to be restricting different people from being able to vote and the minute the minute that they got what they wanted uh enough of that get out of here don't want to see you. Don't need to talk about this. And then basically boohooing everyone on the other side who thought differently. It's just a little, it's a little obnoxious, you know, so. It is totally obnoxious. And you know, what are the media lying about now, in my opinion? Warnock and Ossoff. Specifically Warnock. Warnock is one of the worst candidates that I could possibly imagine. The scandals that he's been involved with already, as not a political person, are obscene. Him, he, he was charged with coming in between investigators who were trying to interrogate suspects for uh, allegations of, of child abuse, and he stepped in the gap. Now, those charges were later dropped, to be fair. This business about him and his wife where he purportedly ran over her foot, he's already wrapped in scandal. On top of that, he supports people like Jeremiah Wright. And Jeremiah Wright is potentially the worst human being in America. He said that Louis Farrakhan was an important voice. All of these stories you aren't hearing on the mainstream media. They're just ignoring them because they're playing politics again. And these are, it wouldn't be a problem if this was, if they weren't supposed to be our objective arbiters of truth if the media wasn't supposed to be and wasn't parading around as those who were focused on the facts democracy dies in darkness and yet instead they're not reporting anything about the radical things that warnock has said and done so here we are at another election votes actually just Same, started pouring actually. in i'm watching it on my other screen and yeah and we are we've heard nothing about the legitimate concerns with Warnock uh, and Ossoff. So maybe their tune will change. You know what? Let's look for it. If they win, I would expect to see some negative stories about them because now it's safe for us to be objective. Now it's safe for us to tell the truth. Uh, we'll watch and see. But to, in summary, the media sucks. The media hates your guts. The media is more concerned with making a buck than they are about preserving America. And you know what? The institution of journalism is actually important. It actually matters. There is several ties that bind us as Americans, or at least that used to. These could be 
church, your local community, one of them used to be the media. One of them used to be journalism. And it was something that allowed us to check on our freedoms and make sure that they were still intact. And that is gone. There's pockets of it. There are new players in the space. Carl Pooling wants to be one of those players for you. But by and large, the mainstream media has forbidden us from having those checks and balances that the free press is supposed to put on a government and they have they have themselves given up the throne they have denied their duty to provide that fabric that our society needs so badly to stay together because they are pursuing the avant-garde and the politically motivated instead of the objective. And that is destructive. They destroy the Republic and they hate your guts as long as they can make some money off of it while they get what they want from a political establishment that covers for them and vice versa. So cancel your damn cable. Quit paying for these voices that hate you to speak to you. Take your eyeballs off, put them on something better. These people are the dregs of society. Trump is not wrong to call them the enemy of the people. They are the termites in the foundation of the republic. And to pretend otherwise is foolhardy. And to continue paying your carrier fees on your AT&T or Comcast bill is unbelievably short-sighted. It's unbelievably short-sighted. These people hate your guts. Quit paying them. Well said, brother. Um, well, it's too bad that Warnock and Ossoff won. Uh, oh, 3% no. reporting, and they have 70% of the vote. So Dang. Well, that's it. Pack it in. Pack it in. Can't do, can't do nothing about that. Let's just call it. Carl so. pulling is illegal now, so. Oh, no. I guess there's only one we'll thing left to, to do, and that's to Go to Rome, up. Georgia. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Look, if the Republic collapses around us and they try and make Puerto Rico a stake and they pack the Supreme Court and then they come for your guns, you're going to want to be able to run a mile. And when you get to the other side of that mile, you're going to be want to be able to punch a hole in the side of a tank. And there's only one way that you're going to be strong enough to do that, and that is FNXFit.com. CarlPulling.com slash FNX. Go there right now. Buy some creatine, you worthless, silly putty consistent slug soy based boy wow that that a lot that was really really flowed Um, yeah well i feel like that's how most of my commentary has been tonight it's very just like hunter it was chunky like a hastily mixed protein powder that you slurp out of a blender bottle and you know what sure there's some chunks but the chunks are good for you and you're going to want yeah. them so that you can bulk up and fight the commies uh, if that is required. And no, that was not a call to violence. They're tiger squadrons. They're tiger squadrons uh, and they're KGBs. Look, go get yourself some protein. A lot of you we know take protein based on the way that you look. Carl Pulling has the sexiest woof. audience. It's been confirmed by the podcast awards several times. So yes. you buy protein already. Buy it from us. Use checkout code CarlPooling to get 15% off. That is that. Hunter, tell them where to find us. We are on the internet. Thank you. Good night. 
Good night, everybody. It was great. Now, you can follow the show at Carl Pulling. You can follow me and my brother at Emotional Carl and at Chris X Carl. Uh, there's a website. It's called carlpulling.com. There's a Facebook page. It's called Carl Pulling Show. Uh, there's an email address, carlpulling at gmail.com. Follow us at all those things. Message yeah. us at all those things. Follow Tell us for us some your sick memes. Dreams. You're going to love the sick memes. We've got some sick memes coming at you. My brain is just a pool of memes and political facts, obviously. Um, <laughs> and then there's also this really cool thing that's called rating us on iTunes. Do it. Why haven't you? That's yeah. weird. Um, so go ahead and take care of that. Tell us how pretty we are. And tell us how bulky we're getting from this FNX Fit lifestyle so that we've bulky. taken on. So bulky. So bulky, so chunky. FNX Fit. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Email us at carlpooling at gmail.com. I said that. But do you seriously, even do it. No, Hunter, honestly, I, I was miles away, to be honest. Okay, cool. You cool, know what cool, I was cool, doing? Cool. I was just checking. I had to uh, run down the street. Looking at the election results? Okay, never mind. No, I just had to go um, down the street because I've been having, I have this thing on my skin. And no. It's itchy, and so I needed, I needed to uh, get tested. <laughs>